Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the Baseball Hall of Fame voting and talk about my own voting and uh, what I think about the whole Hall of Fame uh, PED steroid debate. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 44. Well, it's my first podcast of the new year. I took a little time off for Christmas and, and New Year's, and then my family was basically stricken by the plague. It felt like we got a stomach bug, we got fever, cold, and every single person in the family did. Fortunately, my oldest daughter got out in time to get back to college. But I've been out of it, and you might even hear my voice is a little bit still uh, the lingering effects of a cold. Anyway, though, I'm back now, and so happy to be back podcasting. And so I want to talk about is they're going to announce soon the results of the Baseball Hall of Fame voting. Now, the Baseball Hall of Fame is different from other Hall of Fames. First of all, it's always been very difficult to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think like the Football Hall of Fame, you play two weeks from the NFL, you make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame is pretty easy as well. But the Baseball Hall of Fame has always been traditionally very difficult to get in. And I like that. I like the idea that there's a high cutoff to get into the Hall. But the other big thing that's different about the Hall of Fame in baseball is that the criteria, the official criteria states that voting is based on, quote, a player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character and contributions to the teams on which the player played. If you note, three of those six have to do with non-playing actions, integrity, sportsmanship, and character. And so the Hall of Fame, getting into the Hall of Fame in baseball isn't just a matter of being a very good player. It also has to do with things above and beyond that. Now, I've been to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, and I recommend it for any baseball fan to definitely go there sometime. Now, if you've been there, though, you know the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown is actually divided into two sections. There's the section that basically talks about baseball history. It recounts all the great moments in baseball history, the players, and everything that's happened. But then when you walk through, at the end, after you're finished with that, you have the actual plaque area where they have the plaques of people who have been voted into the Hall of Fame. Some people have argued, hey, we can't not vote for some of the steroid people like Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens because that would be ignoring history. It would be uh, acting like they never happened. That's not true. People who don't vote for Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens don't think they shouldn't be in the history part of the Hall of Fame because they are part of baseball history. Like it or not, they are part of that history. doesn't mean you have to vote for them and honor them, though, with a plaque. That's a key difference. Another argument I've heard recently about uh, Hall of Fame voting and voting for the PED is that everybody back in the 90s, before, if you got, you're doing uh, PED steroids before testing happened in, I think it was like 2004, 2005, then it wasn't really cheating because it wasn't against the rules. First of all, I'm pretty sure there was a rule against it from the early 90s that's kind of obscure, but even if that's not the case, everybody knew in the 90s it was cheating. Why else did they hide it? Why didn't Jose Canseco, when he was doing it, just blatantly come out and say he did? Why did Mike McGuire get all testy during 1998 when, he was, when they found those, um, what was that, those drugs on, in his uh, locker that weren't exactly steroids, but they were precursors to steroids? He got all testy about it because they all knew it was cheating. And so everybody knew it was cheating then. So acting like now it wasn't really cheating because it wasn't against the rules is revisionist history. 
another argument against um, excluding some of these steroid players is that, hey, in previous generations, players who cheated got in. Well, I wasn't voting back then. I'm not voting now, but I, I, I wasn't, you know, can't, I wasn't talking about it then. Maybe then I wouldn't have voted for them if I knew they used greenies or something like that. And also, just a, a quick note, everybody knows I'm a big Reds fan. I would not vote for Pete Rose to get in the Hall of Fame. So, because I think he cheated as well. So, to say that all that being said is that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not on my ballot. They will never be on my ballot. And I don't think they should deserve to be honored in the Hall of Fame. They can be recounted in the history part, but they shouldn't be honored. Because they cheated. They cheated big time. I mean, if you look at it, their careers before they started cheating were great and were Hall worthy. But the fact is, they had a choice. They had a choice, and they could have decided to either take or not take, and they decided to take. And ultimately, to me, that just comes down to then they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They shouldn't be honored as baseball players because they decided to uh, cheat instead of to try to play fair. It doesn't matter if everybody else is cheating. You still don't do it. And also, I exclude Manny Ramirez for the same reason because he was a known um, steroid user as well. So who is on my ballot? Well, the returning players that... You know, I had my ballot last year. Mike Mussina, who I can't believe he's not in the hall yet. He definitely should have should be already. Kurt Schilling, I feel the same thing about him. And frankly, the whole Kurt Schilling controversy, so to speak, is annoying. You know, the guy is obviously um, politically conservative. He's a big Trump fan, I think. Um, I'm not a big Trump fan, but I, I think Kurt Schilling was a great baseball player. And actually, I agree with a lot of the stuff he said um, politically. But even if I didn't, I don't think that has to do with integrity, sportsmanship, or character, the fact that he happens to be politically conservative. And the people who dropped him off their ballot, I think it was last year, that's just, I think that's ridiculous. I was very happy to see when I looked at balloting right now, the tracking of balloting right now, that he has gained votes. And so it looks like people are going to be voting for him. I don't think he'll make it in this year, but I think he should eventually. Another one returning uh, is Vladimir Guerrero. That's the printer in the background if you hear the beeping. Uh, Larry Walker, and Edgar Martinez. I think all of those guys should get in. So Mucina, Schilling, Vlad, Larry Walker, Edgar Martinez. I, I didn't originally think Larry Walker should because of the whole course field effect, but looking at his stats, I think he deserves it. Now, of the new players, players that are on the ballot for the first time this year, the, there's one that's a lock, Chipper Jones, obviously one of the great uh, third baseman of all time and the greatest third baseman of his time, of his generation. Chipper Jones is a lock to be a first ballot. I mean, he's not quite as much a lock as maybe Junior was, but he should get in and he will get in. And I voted for him uh, on my imaginary ballot. Uh, Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey's a funny one because nobody really thinks of him too much as when he was playing as this great Hall of Famer, but the fact is he racked up some massive stats. It was unbelievable. He had 612 home runs, which is, you know, the, the big thing. But he also had a 276, 402, 554 slash line. That's batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage. That is incredible for that length of time. So Jim Tomey gets in. And then the other guy I voted for, the last guy I voted for in my imaginary ballot, is Scott Rowland, which I'm actually surprised I voted for him. I loved him when he played for the Reds, but I never thought of him as a Hall of Famer. But just looking at it, I do think he deserves to be in Hall of Fame. He accumulated 70 war in his career. He was a premier defensive uh, third baseman. And I, I mean, true, he wasn't as good as Chipper Jones, his contemporary, but I do think he is a Hall of Fame uh, worthy. If you look at the third baseman who get in the Hall of Fame, I think he ranks up there with them. Now, that's it. That's my whole ballot is eight. A lot of people talk about how 
the Hall of Fame, how it restricts voting to only 10 people, and it's hard to get everybody in. I've not had that problem because I admit I'm a small hall guy. I keep people. I only think it should be a certain small number of people. In fact, Scott Rowland was my big, should I have him on the ballot or shouldn't I? And in the end, I think, yes, I think Scott Rowland deserves it. But he was borderline for me. And so I only know with eight guys. Now, who did not make my ballot that maybe some people think should? Andrew Jones, number one. And Andrew Jones had a great career um, for the first half of it. <laughs> and he wasn't very good the last half of his career. Defensively, he was amazing. I just don't know. I don't trust the defensive metrics completely. And so his war, which is like 62 or something like that, is very high. And I think anything over 60 you know, is kind of could be hall-worthy. I just think a lot of that might be inflated by the defensive metrics, which aren't always accurate. So I did not include him, but maybe I will in the future. Fred McGriff, I didn't include. Johnny Damon, I didn't include. And Gary Sheffield, I didn't include. Sheffield, uh, he was definitely borderline. Maybe I should have put him on, but I think the steroid suspicions are pretty strong with him as well. So I didn't include him. All four of those guys, well, not Johnny Damon, but Andrew Jones, Fred McGriff, Gary Sheffield, I could probably be convinced the other way that perhaps I could add them in the future. So that's my Hall of Fame ballot. I, I have on the show notes page, again, I have a link where I've written this out um, in a little post about who I voted for, who I didn't. Um, I'm going to be really disappointed because I do think it's probably likely that eventually Bonds and Clemens will get in. Um, and I've never liked the arguments for why you should honor them with a Hall of Fame vote. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. But that's it for uh, today's episode. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.